What is good, all of our listeners? Welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. I'm Liz. And I'm exhausted from winter retreats. Woo! I am... My, my body is tired. I'm dying because I was at a winter retreat with my youth group. Uh, I had 10 hours of sleep last night, so I'm wide awake, but like... I, I'm just, I'm tired, like really tired. Uh, but yeah, Liz, how was your weekend without me? It was good. I didn't <laughs> do that much. I mean, I stayed up and wrote until 2 a.m. on Friday, but then yeah. Saturday, I didn't, I clean, I mean, I, I clean the house. I did do things. I just don't yeah. remember doing them. Like I um, got all the Christmas stuff in the attic. Mm-hmm. I cleaned the bathrooms. I cleaned the kitchen. Well, I yeah. cleaned the kitchen after I made dinner because I just knew I was, it's going to be like a mess after dinner. So I cleaned it after dinner. I swept. I was going to swiffer, but then I realized we didn't have any swiffer pads. Yeah. Um, which I didn't know. Um, and then I painted a picture mm-hmm. for the guest bedroom. And then I made up the, ba- the guest bedrooms because we have friends coming next week. We do. Not this week, but the next week. Yeah, next week. Yeah. Um, so I made up those two rooms. Yeah. And then I watched Netflix. I finished Rain. Yeah. And then I was bored because I had no idea what to watch after I finished Rain. Woo. But yeah, so my weekend was, so I'm a youth pastor. If you didn't know that already, did you know that from the podcast? I'm a youth pastor. It's not like I said it like 5,000 times, (laughs) but so we went on a winter retreat, um, but I should have put on the dietary form. I should have filled out my own dietary form. It's like, oh, do you have any dietary restrictions? Yes, I'm 28, and I don't have the stomach of a teenager anymore. You should have just wrote vegetarian. I should have wrote it. I'm not a vegetarian, but... But I think for that weekend, you could have eaten vegetarian. I feel disgusting. So and then again, there were vegetarian options there. There were... Not really. you could have eaten. Yeah. You didn't have. But I was like starving the entire retreat, though. Fill up on veggies. My goodness. So, the the options that I had, right? Um, on Saturday morning, I had cheesy eggs with ham cubes in it, and I had a little bit of that because I was like, okay, I I want the eggs, and I'll try to avoid the ham. But it was cheesy eggs with ham and potatoes. Saturday. There was pasta and meatballs. I didn't have any meatballs, but it was like right after cheesy eggs, I had the pasta. And for dinner, it was sweet and sour chicken with brown rice. But imagine like camp food, sweet and sour chicken. This isn't quality sweet and sour chicken. This is like retreat center sweet and sour chicken. There's brown rice, but it was disgusting, saucy chicken nonetheless. And then Sunday morning... There was French toast and sausage links. And then finally for lunch, right before we left, it was cordon bleu with rice. Like it was chicken cordon bleu. So that's like chicken stuffed with cheese and ham. Yeah. I was just like, by the time I got home on Sunday night, I I told Liz, like, listen, I need something clean. So we went to, we ordered from this vegan place. And I got. It's not a vegan place. Well, it kind of, it's Bear Burger. It's kind of. They have vegan options, but there's it's just more. They they have it's like a vegan allergen free, yeah, burger place. And so I got the most vegan thing I could think of, and it was there was more stuff in it, but it was basically hummus 
wrapped in collard greens and there was like tomatoes in it and yeah all of a sudden like uh black beans in there yeah. but like i was like what's the cleanest thing i was like hummus wrapped in leaves that's yeah. that's what i want right now um and this morning i just felt so nasty and i don't usually go to the gym on my days off but this morning i went on a three mile run and now i'm chugging down water and oolong tea yeah like he's not drinking anything but water and tea yeah yeah i'm just i feel incredibly nasty so next year next year i'm gonna write down a dietary card vegetarian and i'm just gonna eat vegetarian stuff man like i'm just it's, it's nasty but like i said like when you're a teenager you can handle that stuff oh yeah but like past the age of 25 i'm i'm dying I'm just thinking I'm kind of glad I didn't go because it sounds like it was my options were either lacto food that I shouldn't have because I'm lactose intolerant mm -hmm. or food I shouldn't have because I'm allergic to it. Like, it sounds like I wouldn't have had much options there. No. But, yeah, so now I'm back home. Uh, my energy is up. I'm making sure that the energy up is for the podcast, for your entertainment. But I'm thankful that we have HelloFresh. Not sponsored. Uh but it's really awesome because we have the HelloFresh options yeah. and I'm really looking forward to the Korean beef. Yeah. So uh, it's really nice to just not think about what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. It's just helpful to have like there's healthy mm -hmm. options in the fridge that I can just stir up. So I'm really looking forward to eating a HelloFresh meal tonight and yeah. not camp food. Yeah. So but uh, but other than that, your weekend was good, though. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't do much. Yeah. I'm boring. Yeah. I'm jealous of you. I'm just kidding. My, the The experience was awesome. Oh, I had yeah. I had really good relations with my students, but I'm I'm, I'm glad I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think this is a good swag segue. Swagway. 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 No. Aww. But this is a good moment to go right into our segment called Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment where we discuss the movies that we watched this week, whether it be in theater, Netflix, or on a disc that we watched. Uh, and we just want to make some recommendations or movies to avoid. So last week we did two movies, uh, but this week we, we watched one movie. Well, we watched multiple, but one main movie. Maybe we didn't watch this. We only the, watched one movie this oh, week. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a busy week. Yeah. But this week we're going to talk about Equalizer 2. So we watched this on a 4K Ultra HD disc because I have the Xbox One X and that disc player is awesome. But we watched the Equalizer 2. Uh, without any major spoilers, overall thoughts, what did you think? I thought it was good. Mm -hmm. There were some things that I was just like, like, I don't know if this is a spoiler. We'll try it. Yeah. Um, this isn't scripted, so go for it. Um, Minor the, spoilers ahead. Yeah, I didn't like how it took them what forty minutes to get yeah. to the plot. Yeah, I wrote down in my notes that like the one thing I didn't like was it took forty minutes to get to the main plot. Yeah, like it took like honestly we we checked the time and it's just like wait this is the plot we checked it was forty minutes into the movie. Yeah, and you saw it coming, and yeah. I think that's the worst part when you see like the main plot coming, especially when you're like. First, they had you wait for it. So since you're waiting for it, you're looking for something to be the main point of this movie. Mm -hmm. So then when it happened, you're like, yep. Yeah. Yep, that's what it is. Like, you know it, what it is the second it happens. And then we looked at time. We're like, it took them 40 minutes to get here. Yeah. Like, it, that was a little long. Yeah, there was a lot of, like, if, that, if the main story was the main quest, there was just a ton of side quests in the yeah. beginning. 
There was, uh, I want to say there was four side quests yeah. before you got to the main plot. And, and it actually looked like they, they weren't sure which side quest they were going to take. They introduced yeah. like four or five and they took one. Yeah. I will say that they took kind of the plot of the first Equalizer and minus spoilers. Uh, they, so the first Equalizer, right? Uh, Denzel Washington's character. I can't remember his character's name anymore, but Denzel Washington. Like Denzel's character, he takes on like he has like a main point, like he has a main enemy, mm -hmm. but he also has a protege. Like he he's being a mentor to somebody yeah. to be like more manly, you know. And that was the first equalizer. This one, you know, he has a main mission. He has something he has to go over, but he also has another protege he's trying to mentor and try to make him into a man. You know, so yeah. it kind of took the same plot points of the first movie. Yeah, and that I hate. Like, if you're going to make a second, make a second. It does not have to, just because the first one went over really well, you don't have to mimic the same thing yeah. in that way. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's... And there wasn't as much action. I was going to ask you that. Like, did you think there wasn't enough action? In there it? wasn't. In the first one, it was like, fight, fight, gore. Breaking bone, like it was everything, like all the time. Yeah. And there were small points in the middle. And he had the, the timer on, like his whole yeah, his point whole of point his character. was the timer was that, and that's why it was always such quick, yeah, speedy, awesome fight scenes. Yeah. Whereas this, there was more dialogue between them. Whereas in the last one, they focused more on the fight scenes and and like yeah, some Which dialogue in the middle. Where I prefer mm -hmm. the dialogue in the middle and more fight scenes when it comes to a movie like this. Like, mm -hmm. it just felt like it was lacking. Like it didn't really feel like him. You know what this reminded me of? In terms of sequels, it, it reminds me a lot of the second Jack Reacher. Uh, now, you didn't watch the se second Jack Reacher. No, I never saw it. Yeah, I didn't want to put you through that. It's not that the... I think it was Never Go Back. Uh, but it's not like that one was horrible, but it wasn't as much action as Jack Reacher. Jack yeah. Reacher, you're just kind of like like on your toes. Like it, it, yeah. Jack Reacher was really good. And then the second one was a, a lot more dialogue, less on your toes. It was very... Uh, political, not not political in the way of like oh like political agenda, but just very political. Wait, there was a second Jack Reacher. Are you thinking yeah. of John Wick? No, no, it's the second. It was Jack Reacher. Never go back. It was with uh, the girl from Never. Um, uh, How I Met Your Mother. Oh. Yeah. No, I just never. I don't even remember that coming out. I was thinking of John Wick. Yeah, I started with uh, one of my students uh, when I worked in Lancaster. Oh. Yeah, but. Uh, but yeah, so it was it was okay. It was just wasn't the best. But that's what Equalizer Two kind of reminded me of. It was it was a fine movie. Like yeah. Be before we discuss anymore, um, what do you think? Would you give this like out of ten? Like I I was thinking like a six point five out of ten. It was above average, but it wasn't a seven. I was say seven or eight. A seven or eight. It was still a good movie. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I, it was a good movie. It had a lot of good comic relief. And you know I'm a sucker for comic relief. Like, Yeah, it was funny. Like, um, I, And this is something everyone should know. I love comic relief. Like, They are always my favorite character in every movie TV show. The comic relief character is my favorite. Yeah. So when there's a good joke in serious movies, yeah. I, can't, can, I can't handle it. So it had... Good comic relief. It was a good movie. It had a mm -hmm. had a decent plot. Mm -hmm. It was just the fact that it was since it's a second in a series, it has to be compared to the first one. Exactly. And it just didn't measure up. So that's why I said seven or eight. Yeah. What? So would you give the first one a ten or a nine? I don't remember the first one that well. Yeah, we were gonna watch the first one. The first one. one was really good though. Yeah. And I really liked the 
female lead in that. Yes. Yeah. So I would, yeah, I'd probably say I'd give the first one somewhere between eight and a 10. Okay. Wow. I gave Equalizer 2 um, a 6.5 or a 7. Like, it was definitely not the worst movie I've ever seen. Like, Cinema Sins went hard on it. Cinema Sins goes hard on everyone. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. You can't but like it base ended, it off of Cinema Sins. But Cinema Sins gave this one 5,158. Because of a, the plot twist. Yeah, because he called the plot like 20 minutes in, which yeah, I mean, you the, can do. Yeah, you we can. Knew that. We saw that coming too. But that's the thing. Like, it, I, don't, I don't think it was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life, but it definitely didn't meet up to expectations of the previous movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, since we watched this on 4K Ultra HD, so like the, the 4K Blu-rays, mm-hmm. right? Uh, whenever we watch something on 4K, I want to talk about was it worth it on 4K? And I'm going to say no. I think you're fine with the Blu-ray. It, reason being is because, like, uh, the reason why I like 4K is because of the frame rates, uh, the, the color palettes, because it's also an HDR. Uh, this one I don't think was necessary. And yeah. in, in a way that... We also have the original Matrix on 4K. I absolutely recommend the Matrix on 4K because it looks like... That's what we, we did watch that last week. We, we, we watched, watched Matrix TV. Reloaded yeah. Yeah, on 4K. Yeah. But the Matrix, right, it, it, it is what it is. It's a remastered Matrix, and that's exactly what it looks like. It looks yeah. like the Matrix was filmed in 2014. Yeah. Like, it looks, like, more... Cleaner. More clean, Yeah. Whereas Equalizer 2, because it was filmed in this era, I don't think it was necessary in 4K. Yeah. Since it was filmed with cameras that could handle fast motion, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it was completely necessary, mostly because since there weren't a lot of fight scenes, like there are still really good fight scenes. Like, don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong. It had good fight scenes. But since it didn't have as many and they weren't, I mean, they were speedy. Yeah. But since it's not as many fight scenes, it's not as necessary. Whereas I would definitely say the first equalizer on 4K would probably be yeah. worth it because there's so many fight scenes and they go so quick. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like that's something that would be good to see in 4K. Mm-hmm. But the second one, you're right. Probably not as necessary. Not as necessary. So I would say. Still good. If you have the option and the money, yeah, go, for, go it. for it. Like we're not stopping you. But like if you're in between, like if you see a sale and the 4K is on $15 and the Blu-ray is on 10 If you want to spend the $15, but you're fine with the Blu-ray. Yeah, you, you can go for the 10 Exactly. So, like, whenever you watch a 4K, I want to say if it was worth it or not. So, but yeah. I will recommend that the Matrix on 4K looks absolutely stunning. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it, that looked really good. Yeah, because if you compare it to the DVD or, let's go back to the VHS, um, but the 4K mm. is definitely, definitely worth for that money. Reloaded was okay, but definitely the first one. Yeah. So I think that can wrap it up there. So I would say we recommend the Equalizer 2. Yes. If it's on sale. Like if you if you want a movie, like a good action movie. Yeah, if you're into action movies. Yeah. Um, and the big, big pluses, you don't need to see the first one. Yeah, that's the other thing I, I didn't mention. They you actually explain more of his background in this one than they did the first one. So yeah. The first one, you're just like, why is he capable of these things? Yeah, I forgot to write that down on my notes. Is that you definitely don't need to watch the first one. 
Yeah. Like, there's some things that harp back to the first one, like, maybe two points. Yeah. But, like, for the most part, you can just pick up Equalizer 2 yeah. and just watch it without yeah. watching the first one. So, but, yeah, so that's Movie Minutes. We're going to recommend any movie that we see, whether it be new or old. And this one, it was a little older, but I think not enough people saw this. It's not old. It just came out. Older. Like, it came out in 2017, didn't it? No, it came out in 2018. No way. Hold up. It uh, was in the, equali- the first Equalizer. Or the second Equalizer, I mean. That came out in 2018. We no were supposed way. to go see it at Regal. You're right. I know, because we were supposed to go see it at Regal, and we just never got around to it. Yeah, 2018. Wow, this year was a long it, year. It like, just came out on DVD. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I don't July 20th, 2018. Yeah, we so, I, I know. Wow. Because we were like, oh, we're going to go see that. And then suddenly it was on DVD and we forgot. Well, like, this year felt like such a long year. That's like, they'll talk about something that happened in January. And I'm like, that was this year? I realized today that we've lived in Long Island mm-hmm. longer than we lived in Leola. <laughs> Dang. Officially. Officially. So I think that brings us to our next segment. Top three gaming news i do have another uh segment change like a segment transition much like movie minutes coming in Mm -hmm. but we're waiting for the uh voiceover actor to uh deliver sounds so professional yeah but it's gonna be a good one so that brings us to top three gaming news and oh boy this i think this week's top three gaming news is a pretty good list right now i just say when you said oh boy i literally just imagine mickey mouse because he says oh boy but i'm not mickey mouse i promise you i'm not a mouse i'm a human being no i'm not saying you are mickey mouse i am mickey mouse i'm saying that it just reminded me of mickey (laughs) mouse because he said it in like the same tone like oh boy oh boy oh boy (laughs) (laughs) um so number one (laughs) That was the first time he's ever heard me do an impression of a cartoon <laughs> character. Number one. Oh, my goodness. Number one, we're going to talk about our home state of Pennsylvania. So Pennsylvania is putting in a new tax. Okay. So I read this on. Um, where did I read this? Hold but on. it was. No, it was like a. It was Pennsylvania's site. But it was proposed by House Bill number 2705. Um Nope. No, I'm not answering your call. (laughs) Scam artist. So, according to the proposed bill of number 2705, there will be a separate sales tax for violent video games. Now, this is proposed. This is an official for Pennsylvania listeners. Um, A proposed bill that separate from the sales tax for any games that are rated M or AO, adults only, will be a 10% sales tax. 10%. That's a lot. So, like, if I read it right, I think that's separate from the sales tax. It has to be. Is that more than Philadelphia soda tax? I'm not positive, but I think so. I'm not not 100%. But in Philly, the sales tax is already 8%. Mm -hmm. And then you're putting another 10% for violent video games. Which I talked to... Oh, so this is 10% on top of the already? I think if I read it right, yes, it's on top of the sales tax. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. So, like, I was talking to our boy, Absolute Prodigy. By the way, Absolute Prodigy is uh, streaming tonight at uh, 7 p.m. on Monday night. So, we were talking, and he's just, like, saying, like, yeah, M-rated games, meaning, like, 
pretty much without being ridiculous, half the games today are rated M. So you're talking about half the games having this 10% sales tax. And this is uh, proposed by Representative Christopher Quinn. And he cites a study that games will uh, invoke more violent behavior in children. This is a real... What study is he reading? Really Where are people getting these studies? No, it's like a really old study. Of course. And it's very cherry-picked. But here's the problem, though. There have been, like, at least 20 in the past five years, like, studies proven by universities in Sweden. I believe Stanford did a study. I might be wrong on that. But I believe they also did a study, and they totally disprove it. If you want even more information, MathPat did a study on Fortnite players. Mm -hmm. And what he concluded with all the data that he collected, uh, if you go watch that on Game Theory, it's his Fortnite theories. But he conclu he concluded that the kids that play violently in games, like if they're already aggressive, it means that they are already aggressive kids. What it does, it just magnifies what mm -hmm. they already are. It doesn't make them violent, but the already violent kids will play violence. Yeah. Whereas the already calm and strategic kids just will play it like a strategic game. Which is why I don't play too many multiplayer games. I'm yeah. not that competitive anymore. I love my story, relaxed games. Yeah. But he cites these studies and they're very cherry picked. And he, he says like, well, we need to do a tax because the violence will make kids more violent. And a tax will be collected and placed into something called the Digital Protection School Safety Account, which is pretty much to, uh, pr you know, put more school safety in, which I'm all for. Oh, yeah. Like, definitely. I'm glad that, that it's not just going to the state, that it's... Mm -hmm. It's going to school safety. Yeah, that it's being used for good. Yeah. So, let, let me... Uh, do that calculation right there so i believe 64 so a game that's 59.99 let's say that times the already eight percent tax in uh philly so that's 480 so plus 480 that's already 64.79 plus the 10 percent, which will be uh six dollars 47 cents well six dollars 48 cents because we're rounding up so plus six dollars 48 cents that fifty nine ninety nine game will cost seventy one dollars and twenty seven cents. That's insane. Yeah, if I read it right, but this is already proposed. Um, it's not going into any effect anytime soon. But this is just ridiculous. Like, and this I is hope even if it passes that the that the amount of the tax gets denied. Yeah. If you want to tax it like five percent. Yeah. Mm hmm. Okay. Like yeah, five percent, fine. Yeah, I understand. But ten percent, I understand their reasoning. Yeah, and that it raises money for s protection for schools, which I'm which all I'm for. for. Yeah, it's more of the matter of ten percent is a lot. Based on a study that proves nothing. Yeah, it's based on one study that's been disproved at least twenty times. Yeah, and, and by a YouTuber. And you're not even really hurting the kids in that point. You're hurting the parents. Mm-hmm. Because they have. Yes, I. I uh, as someone who is thinking about kids, wants kids, I don't have kids yet, but mm -hmm. we're thinking about kids and we play video games. I still intend on monitoring what games they're playing. Our kids aren't going to be able to play whatever game they want. Yeah. If it has an M rating on it, mm -hmm. I'm not going to let my elementary school kid play it. And the other thing is that, like, there's already a law. Like, when I worked in GameStop, you have to show me ID mm -hmm. to show that you're over 17. Mm -hmm. and it's already a law that kids can't play these games. So does that mean... 
he's saying that like violent video games will make kids uh, more violent. Does that mean me as a 28 year old man, you know, I can't buy it because it's going to make me violent. Yeah, you're not in school. Yeah, I'm not in school. Why does it affect me? Why Your do I have Your brain is fully developed. A video game isn't going to do much yeah. to sway. Well, let's not go too far. My brain is not fully developed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah. The way they're thinking of it is that, yes, kids playing violent video games, it can sway their brain thinking that it's okay. Whereas a full-grown adult, mm-hmm. you either know what's right or wrong or you don't. Yeah. At, that, at 28 years old, you know what picking up a gun in real life can do. Yeah. It, overall, this is a ridiculous sales tax. It is. If it was 5%, I'd be like, this is stupid, but whatever. But 10%. 10% is a lot. 10% on top of the... Philadelphia sales tax is already ridiculous, but then you put that on top of the 10%, yeah. like that's no bueno. And like I said, you're not, it's not even like you're controlling the kids, you're controlling the parents. The kids yeah. will still want the games. Yeah. They don't understand the de- that sale tax. They're just going to be mad at their parents. Yeah. Because their parents aren't going to buy it for them. And the problem is that that's what I, that's where I was going with this, that mm-hmm. as a parent, it's up to you. Yeah. To not allow your kid to play. Your, don't let your 13-year-old son mm-hmm. play the M-rated game. Like, he's, my goodness. It's rated M because he's not mature enough to play that game. Yeah. I think we can end it from there, yeah. but it's just, ooh, it's so ridiculous. There goes cheap shopping in Pennsylvania when we visit. Yeah, right. If it's if it's passable, mm-hmm. but it's just proposed, and it's absolutely ridiculous. I don't think it's going to pass. Yeah, because then they could do the technically same thing with movies. They could. Yeah, they really could. Speaking of an M-rated game, <laughs> number two. Uh, this is actually um, a really crazy story. Uh, going on to building the gaming industry, building up competition. Uh, the PC version of Division 2, which is an upcoming Ubisoft game. Ubisoft? Ubisoft? I'm going to say Ubisoft. Um, an upcoming Ubisoft game, Division 2, which I'm excited for. The PC version will not be on Steam. But it will be exclusively on the Epic Game Store mm-hmm. and also Uplay. But who cares about Uplay? <laughs> but it will be on the Epic Game Store. Uh, this is according to an article I read on GameIndustry.biz. Uh, Ubisoft and Epic. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Ubisoft because it sounds funnier. Uh, Ubisoft and Epic are partnering up for what they call select titles to go on the Epic Store. They've already said that like this is going to be the select titles, and part of it is Division Two. Uh, in this partnership, Division 2 will be exclusive to the Epic Store, and the vice president of partnerships at Ubisoft, I'm sticking with it, uh, Chris Early, quotes, We entrust Epic to deliver a smooth journey for our fans from pre-ordering the beta to the game launch. Right. So he goes on to say that, like, with his quote, that we're trusting Epic here. They're, they're yeah. giving a smooth business let's be honest here it's it's a business move it's not like yeah. smooth for the fans let's be honest uh i believe 18 percent is taken at epic i believe 18 i might be wrong with that but with steam they take a 30 percent cut mm-hmm. so there's a margin there yeah. it's not about making a smoothness for the fans it's i get to keep more of the money for my business yeah which I don't disagree with. Oh, no. That, I mean, that's incredible. That's a smart move. That's a smart business move. Um, it, it, uh, it, who's making the new console? Madbox. Yeah. Uh, slightly Mad. Slightly Mad Studios. Ian Bell. Are you listening? Smart business moves. Okay. Yeah. But 
I don't disagree with this. It's I disagree with microtransactions and going after the player. Yeah, it, wanting the the player to pay yeah. more for you. But it's but just the kind of ex- yeah. It's just kind of expecting more of your yeah yeah like your store. You're 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 just expecting more from your storefront. You want more of a cut because guess what? You made the game. Yeah, and honestly, it's a good business move for Epic to mm-hmm. have that low of a pay. Yeah. You know, of of a cutout because they know that that's going to attract more companies, even the yeah. bigger companies. Any company is would want to get keep more of their money. Yeah, just because know? one AAA studio goes in doesn't mean like this is going to change the industry. Yeah. But it's a f- right step. But it's getting people's attention mm-hmm. and other big game studios can mm-hmm. look at it and be like, "Huh." I never really realized that about Epic. Yeah, so like, I think this is really good because we we have some indie titles coming over to the Epic Store, mm-hmm. but for Ubisoft, I'm bothering a lot of people. But with Ubisoft, there you go, people. But with Ubisoft uh, going over to the Epic Store, I think this is a bold move on them, but it's a right move because it's a right business decision. Mm-hmm. You're taking more of a cut for what you make, you know. It, and it, and I think that if stores do this more, I think there could be less microtransactions. N- not saying that, like, oh, once it's a more of a pay cut, no more microtransactions. There's still going to be. So you're Let's be honest. A lot. This is only on a con. This but is only on an online or on the computer. On the PC. Yeah, but like, you. this could lead to less aggressive microtransactions because yes. there's more of a pay cut going towards developers that they don't need to make up for that 30% cut. Yeah. So it could lead to less aggressive microtransactions. Um, I think this is an exciting move. Uh, We'll see how much Epic picks up. A lot of people were worried that like, oh, Epic's not going to win. But if Ubisoft, eh, but if Ubisoft comes in with the Epic Game Store like this, that leads more developers to follow. Yeah. You know, so I think this is a good move. Like, I don't disagree with this at all. I think this is absolutely phenomenal. We don't really come in uh, with a top three gaming news with some good news. It's mm-hmm. mostly bad news. Yeah. But so this is fun news. Yeah. But if you're just saying, like, well, like, I wanted it on Steam. Here's the mm. thing. This could lead to less microtransactions, less aggressive microtransactions. So I think we should be excited as gamers for this. Yes. You know, he keeps saying, like, oh, we, we trust Epic, you know, to be for our fans. Be honest here, Chris Early. You're doing it for the business moves. Stop it. And, it. and I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine with that. Speaking of another really good news, like really good for the industry, number three, this came to me right before I was about to leave for the winter retreat because I knew I wasn't going to write down any gaming news during the weekend. Mm-hmm. So I'm so glad this good news came in before I left. Bungie is pulling away from Activision and giving all publishing rights of Destiny to directly to Bungie. Activision! Activision is has their hands away from another title. So Bungie with their with their blog post, with their official statement, uh, they start by saying that in 2010, in 2010, when they first started with this mm-hmm. whole project, uh, they needed an established publishing partner. Yeah. So Bungie is responsible for the Halo series, but they had Microsoft to back them up. Then they yeah. separated from Microsoft, and they were they were just lost in the dark. They needed an established publishing partner, mm-hmm. and they said back then, 
things were different. We needed a we needed an established, which Activision was, yeah, an established publishing partner. This is what they needed. And I understand yeah. that. Oh yeah, definitely. 2010 was a completely different story in the gaming realm. Yeah. Activision was nah, but it wasn't as like disgusting as it is today. They also continue with after an eight year run, Activision is transferring publishing rights to Bungie. So this is amazing. After an eight-year run, Activision fully transfers, tr- fully transferring um, publishing rights directly to Bungie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Baldino made a really good point in his Friday show, saying, and I didn't even think about this, but and so all credit due to to his thoughts. But he was saying that like Activision sees Destiny. There's a there's a loyal fan base, but the numbers of sales isn't going as high. Or the microtransactions aren't as high as they want it to be. Mm-hmm. And Activision lately has been all money, 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 money. Yeah. So they don't want their hands in that cookie jar anymore mm-hmm. because it's not making enough cookies for them. Yeah. So they're just saying, like, listen, we're done with this. There's other games that are going to make us more money. This is a waste of our time. So here, take your garbage. And we're <laughs> fine with <laughs> like take your garbage. <sighs> Like, we're fine with that. Get out of here, Activision. I don't want you in any of our games. I want you to die out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're, and since they let go of Destiny, they're, they're actually their stock prices dropped dramatically. Because they lost a big-name game. Exactly. Even, so. even if it wasn't making them the money they wanted to make, still making them money. Yeah. If <laughs> People you, are still buying that game because they, they like that series yeah whether or not you play destiny or not if you play video games you know the name destiny yeah like i'm not gonna say it's a level of halo absolutely not but i mean i know nothing about destiny but i i know know it's a big name and i know that people love it that they even if it wasn't making them a lot of money it was Mm -hmm. still a decent amount of money in their pocket oh yeah uh they also said in their statement and i love this statement right here i love this statement um (laughs) Bungie says, uh, with Forsaken, their, their latest DLC in Destiny 2, with Forsaken, we've learned and listened and leaned in to what we believe our players want from a great Destiny experience. Meaning that, hey guys, we have full control now. Activision has nothing to do with this. We know what you want. <laughs> we're we're going to do it. We're going to do it. This is absolutely phenomenal, and this is going to lead me to buy Destiny 3. Yeah. I would love to see... Or, or maybe they'll reboot it. I don't know how they're going to handle the next numbered Destiny. I hope they don't reboot it. That would be a waste. That would be a waste of money. Oh, yeah, it would. But that's the thing. They they had so little control with the microtransactions. It, it was kind of filthy the way they were trying to, like, like get all these, like, um, like emotes and uh, crystals. It, it, it was pretty bad which is why i never bought destiny 2 no i i got it for free on playstation i got it for free on playstation i did play a good amount Mm -hmm. but i just could not get into it i really couldn't um but this is a really exciting news for destiny players and just video game players all around because activision has one less hand in one other game yeah you know they can have their hands in uh call of duty and uh, Spyro, but they they have one less hand yeah. on Destiny. Well, like they have no hands on Destiny. Yeah, they have no hands. They have no na- no hands. No hands are being laid on Destiny. So, I, I'm really excited for this news. I don't think there's anything more to say about it, but no. 
it's it's a step in uh, just like with uh division two going to epic it's not going to fix everything with the gaming industry but these two gaming news uh, number two and three yeah it's a step in the right direction for for gamers let's mm -hmm. be honest here because it's less aggressive microtransactions we might have another podcast about microtransactions and why they're necessary in this day and age, mm -hmm. especially to keep your games at $60. But there has to be less aggressive and less petty uh, microtransactions. Yeah. Our dog went behind the couch, didn't he? No, he's right here. Oh, good. Okay. Hey, buddy. So, hey, Lulu Squeeze. So here are these news, and this is actually going to affect you as the gamer with prices. It's going to affect you as the gamer with a better video game experience. It's going to affect you to have games like the old days yeah. where it's all about the fun. And there is, you know, there is business involved, but it's mm -hmm. more about the fun. Yeah. Thinking solely about the fans and the players mm -hmm. than the money. Which is what Des uh, Bungie said. Like, we've lended, lead into what we believe our players want from a great Destiny experience. Yeah. So that's amazing. So I think this leads in. That was our top three gaming news, and I think that will lead into our. <laughs> you you t you named this segment Talkie Time. <laughs> Do you, uh, if you like the I don't the segment. Remember doing that? Yeah, you're like Talkie Time, and uh, if you like the name Talkie Time, tweet at us. <laughs> so before we get into Talkie Time, we'd like to remind you to follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries. Uh, what's that? Oh, oh, yes. Uh, she reminded me that we also have a website now. Woo! We have a website <laughs> now. Uh, gamesandgroceries.com. Gamesandgroceries.com. Right now, it's pretty basic. It's not mobile friendly, but I wanted the website to get up, and then we're going to build off that in the future. I mean, I went on it on my phone, and it was... I could navigate it fine. No, you can navigate it, but, like, uh, the, some of the uh, pictures, like, the, the banners aren't, like, squeezed in. Oh, yeah. But... But yeah, so we're going to build on it. I'm not going to say any plans that I have because if it doesn't work and it's like, Adam, disappointing. <laughs> Adam, you promised. So we have plans of what we want to do with the website, but it's up there. Gamesandgroceries.com. You can listen to podcasts on the website. So let us know if you would like a bio for Floki. If you like a bio for Floki. Oh. I think that would be cute. Yeah, I'll put up a bio for Floki. Yay. I was going to suggest it, but I thought you were going to think it's stupid and not do it. I'll do it. Yay. So, so yeah. We have a website now. So follow us on uh, Twitter, at Gaming Groceries. Follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. That's not part of the, the title, but it's Games and Groceries. It's all one word. And uh, check out our website, gamesandgroceries.com. And don't forget to check out our friend at, uh, or not at, but Absolute Prodigy on Twitch. He streams. He's streaming right now through the whole Kingdom Hearts series right now. Uh, and he's trying to prepare you for Kingdom Hearts 3. So if you love the Kingdom Hearts series, go check him out on Twitch. He's streaming tonight, Monday night. He streams usually Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So go check him out. Official affiliate of Twitch. So I think that goes into our segment of Talkie Time. <laughs> that does sound like something I would name. Talkie Time. So every single week, we want to start a conversation about the gaming industry. We don't like to argue. We don't like to like debate about the gaming industry. This this podcast isn't about debating, but this is just starting a conversation. And we want you to continue the conversation, whether it be on Twitter or with your friends. 
you'll notice that every single subject, we don't talk about absolutely everything within that topic. That's because we want to just start the conversation. Yeah. Go to your buddies, go to your friends, go on to uh, whatever online service that you do, whether it be on Xbox Live, PlayStation, or Twitter, or Twitter, or Nintendo Online. But continue the conversation. <laughs> but continue the conversation. This week, we're going to talk about the future of streaming video games. So, <laughs> so we're going to talk about this for, for a little while. Uh, the future being that the gaming industry is going in this direction. It's going to be about streaming video games in the way you stream movies on Netflix, Hulu, whatever the service you have. Yeah. We already have PS Now. Uh, Microsoft already, already has their xCloud. Google has their project Google Stream, which they've already streamed, right? Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm -hmm. And people can stream it on a MacBook. So Amazon is already in the picture. They want to put up a uh, streaming service for video games. And instead of talking about, like, how this can work, let's talk about how we feel about this. Yeah. What's your feelings? How about do you feel how do you about feel? that? So, Liz, a as a avid movie streamer <laughs> uh so how do you feel about streaming movies so you you are avid dvd collector yes and now you stream movies on netflix you still like watching it on dvds but let's talk about what we have right now streaming movies i i mean you know i really enjoy netflix mm -hmm. mostly for the tv shows yeah mostly for the tv shows because to one, buying TV series on DVDs is so expensive. It's so expensive and, and bulky. Yeah, bulky. It's hard to find mm -hmm. um, specific TV shows. Um, as far as movies, I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, and even the TV shows, I still enjoy it. But the problem I find is when they take it down. What do you mean? Oh, taking down the Netflix series, yeah. Yeah, like when they... Like I said, the other day I was, I finished Rain this weekend, mm -hmm. the CW series Rain. Yeah. And I was going to, I was like, all right, I'll watch One Tree Hill after. Because I was just kind of, I just need something that I already know yeah. to watch when I'm writing so yeah. that I, I don't have to pay attention to every single second of the show while I write. Mm -hmm. um, so I was going to turn on One Tree Hill. And turns out after years of me being able to watch One Tree Hill on Netflix, Netflix took it down at one point while I wasn't watching it. Oh, yeah. So... It's things like that on the streaming that I hate mm -hmm. when suddenly the provider decides that they're not going to carry that movie or show anymore. And there's while even, you're watching it. I've never had that happen, but <coughs> I know that's happened to people. Yeah. That while you're watching it, they stop streaming it. While um, one of my students from the old church I was at, like his family was going through the series 24 on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And then 24 came out with a new like side series on Fox. Mm -hmm. And because of that new series, Netflix took down 24 and they were in the middle of the series. Yeah. So they never got to finish it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I know that's happened to people. But I mean, I've never had it happen to me somehow yeah. with all the years. I've that's because you binge it in like two I do. days. I, I am a really strong binger when <laughs> I have a show that I like, even something that I've seen before. Yeah. When I go to rewatch it, I get so obsessed with it again that any moment I can get to watch it, mm -hmm. I do. So I'm a big binger. That's probably why. That's never happened. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, that's I. So I like the streaming part for the ease, for like the ease of it. But 
even shows that I really, really like or movies that I really, really like, mm-hmm. I own on DVD. Yeah. Like, and uh, yeah, some of the DVDs that I own of series are that I owned before Netflix or when Netflix was still new. Yeah. Um, to stream. But the like, like the movies. Yeah. I still own. If I really like it, I own because I know like series stay on Netflix for a while, Mm -hmm. but movies don't movies come and go on Netflix so fast sometimes. Yeah. And their descriptions are so bad. Oh yeah. That my problem is that I, I could see a trailer for it. Oh my God, that looks so good. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be like, Oh yeah. And then it'll be on Netflix. I'm like, Oh yeah. I wanted to see that. Let me just check and remind myself what it's about. Mm -hmm. But the description is so bad that I don't watch it. (laughs) Yeah. Because Netflix has the worst descriptions. But I know that has nothing to do with the whole streaming thing. I just needed to say that out loud. Because you Netflix, just need to get that off your chest. Netflix has the worst descriptions of everything. Yeah. Don't trust their description. If you thought you wanted to watch it, just watch it. Yeah. Well, I want to bring your point up of it, it could take away from that. You know, yeah. like Netflix can up and take it away. I wonder if like Amazon and soon Google will have their own streaming services for mm-hmm. video games. That you're in the middle of playing it. Now, the problem with games is that they take hours to beat. Yeah. It's not like a movie that you can watch in a night. Yeah. Whether or not they take it down the next day. Yeah. It's very rare that you'll beat a video game in a day. Yeah. You know, so you're probably, you you might like pick up a game like three months into them putting it up onto a service. You decide to play it and you want to just take your time with the game. Yeah. They could, it's a possibility that. They could take it down. Yeah. And especially as adults mm-hmm. who work <coughs> and eventually will have kids, like, mm-hmm. you don't have the time to play it. Like, kids can come home from school, do their homework, and play mm-hmm. until whatever n- time of night. Yeah. They can play all weekend. They can do that. Whereas adults, you don't really have that option. We play games slower. Yeah. So that's one thing. And that's the one thing that anytime anyone brings up, like, specifically streaming things. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I even though we don't watch our DVDs as much. Yeah. And if it's on Netflix, I'll probably watch it on Netflix as opposed to my DVD just because I'm too lazy to get up and put the DVD in. Yeah. But I prefer to own things. Mm-hmm. If I really like it, I prefer to own it because I want to be able that even if it's not on Netflix or Amazon or Hulu or anything like that, mm-hmm. if it's not on there, I want if I feel like watching it, I want to be able to get up and put it in the DVD player. Now, because of our minimalist mentality, we we got rid of a ton of DVDs that we don't watch anymore. Yeah, ones that we bought because we're just like, oh, like, we're interested in it, or mm-hmm. we liked it when we were younger, and we just found that we don't like it anymore. Yeah. Whereas, like, that could be video games, too. It's mm-hmm. like, it, it takes away... So, I, I kind of like the digital age, mm-hmm. where you can buy the game and have it digitally. I, yeah. I understand that you're buying the license of it. I understand that you don't technically own that game. But for the chance of that taking away versus streaming, much like Xbox Game Pass, you know, Xbox Game Pass could put up a game, but take away a game. Exactly. And that's that's the point I put out when they came up with Game Pass, too. mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, but you can play a game, but you don't own it. Whereas even the digital download, you at least technically own it. They can't take that away. Well, they can because you're merely buying the license for the game. For a digital, uh, but it's less likely it'll take it, it away versus something like a streaming service like Netflix, yeah. where you do not own those movies, uh, versus if you download like a movie digitally, yeah, you you have it until you know 
they're scumbags and they say you don't own the license anymore exactly yeah like so alan wake alan wake is uh is a game that came out but you cannot find it digitally anymore they took it off of all digital platforms yeah you can buy it on a physical copy yeah but they they took away that that right too yeah yeah um but even if you buy a game digitally mm-hmm. you know you you have the license yeah you know versus you have some part of that game mm-hmm. that yeah so that that's always been my thing with streaming yeah is that it's still very convenient i i mean i will always out to netflix i get to watch series that i wouldn't I, I like it mostly for the TV show, though. Like, mm-hmm. I very rarely watch movies on Netflix unless if it's something I wanted to watch before or wanted to watch when I was younger and didn't get to. Yeah. Or if it's a movie that I really liked when I was younger and just don't own. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good for those. But as far as being a movie collector, it, like, I mean, I guess I would consider myself a movie buff. Yeah. But as a movie buff, I, I prefer to own mm-hmm. movies, which is why we have so many. Even yeah. after getting rid of what? At least 100. We got yeah, we got rid of almost a hundred. Mm-hmm. We still have over two hundred. Yeah, like that's what I mean when I say we're movie collectors. Like we love movies, and yeah. I prefer to. I own love bread. I love movies. Like Oprah loves bread. Okay, mm-hmm. so I love movies. I love bread. So I mean, I I will always prefer to own even video games. I prefer to own rather than download. Yeah, and and we talked about a little bit about the convenience of streaming games. Mm-hmm. It used to be like just one gaming generation ago, going to the 360 and the PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, going back there, right? Like I didn't have a problem of getting up and changing the disc. Yeah. Whereas now, now it's digital, and every time I want to play a game, and then like I press the button to like, oh, okay, launch this game, and it says like, oh, don't you own the disc? I'm like, oh, I have to get up, and like it's our TV is like what like five feet away and i'm still just like i'm so lazy at this point where it's like the thought of changing a disc in a console is just like baffling to me and i know pc players like the you know it's honestly i think the only reason that for me at least i think the reason i have such a hard time with it is because it's not just taking the taking the disc out and putting it in the player it's taking the disc out of the player that's in the player putting that one back Mm -hmm. getting the one you want to play out of the thing and putting that in like it's the fact of having to switch everything around and even with boxes yeah it's harder like we have the binders yeah and that's hard when you have a lot but it's boxes it's still box you gotta put it in you gotta snap it in, you gotta close the box you gotta put that one away mm-hmm. so i think that i think it's more of the action of switching two out yeah. of each other versus streaming not just download but streaming you just go through a whole list yeah and these are games that you have access to mm-hmm. and just saying like oh i'm interested in this uh game and you have that controller whatever amazon yeah. or google gives you and you just like pull it up now, I know everybody's thinking, like, we're not going to go on a low-hanging fruit here of, like, not everybody has the best internet access. I think that's already known and said. Like, if you go to Nebraska. Uh, that's true. I didn't consider that one. Yet. Yeah. And I think I had, but I didn't really think about it. But, like, internet, and here's the argument, that, like, not everybody has it. Yeah, but our internet, regardless, is getting better. You know, if you go yeah. into the people who have dial-up now, the, the people who still have dial-up, it's very minimal versus, mm-hmm. you know, going back to the early 2000s who had dial up. It was everybody. Yeah. You know, right now we are more prepared 
for streaming yeah. than ever before. We're more prepared. I'm not saying that we are prepared. Yeah, for we're streaming. more prepared. We're more prepared. I uh, think maybe if we waited one more generation yeah. of consoles. Yeah, this might be the last generation with uh, PlayStation 5 and the next Xbox. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe get through this one. And probably after those are through, we might yeah. be ready. Because talking about... Uh, I still won't. I still want to own things. But I no, mean, yeah. as far as internet and things like that and supplies, yeah. I think technically wise. Yeah. Talking about uh, like even digital distribution, I can say mm-hmm. words. Uh, in the In the early... Of this generation, talk about 2012 and 13, right? Like uh, the the thought of console digital distribution, PC players had already had this in the bag. You know, digital distribution has been since like 2010, nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the terms of consoles, people weren't prepared for that. Like uh, Xbox tried to make it digital distribution only, and that they got some backfire because people weren't prepared for this, mm-hmm. right? But now coming into 2018, 19, it's it's almost like owning a disc is almost just like why would I want to do that? Yeah, you know. So I think that if this generation does the same thing where it eases you into streaming games, like if yeah. Xbox Scarlet comes out, and if the rumors are correct, and there's two consoles that are out, there's a traditional console, mm-hmm. and there's a download slash streaming only box. And I'm sure the d- traditional will have streaming capabilities, too. Oh, yeah. So if you ease people in like that yeah. and say, like, look, streaming games isn't that bad. It's fine. I'm sure people, I'm I'm not doubting people will get on board with it. Just like mm-hmm. with Netflix. When Netflix first came out with streaming movies, people were just like, eh, no thank you. Yeah. But now look at today. Yeah, I remember it took my right. sisters and I a while to convince my dad to get Netflix. It took yeah. him until I was in college to get Netflix. I remember right before I left, I convinced him. I was like, dad, I'm like, listen, I'm like I don't have cable. My school only has cable in the common rooms and it's not good cable. Yeah. And I'm like, please get Netflix so I can watch. Cause he knew how much of an introvert I was. He knew I wasn't going to go out into this open area and try and watch my shows. Yeah. So I'm like, so I think it was that he saw all of us going to college. Mm-hmm. He was like, right. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Let's do this. And it went over so well. Yeah. That it was it was something that a lot of people needed some convincing but before they changed over. Yeah. I remember when you watched someone's house and they just had the DVDs. Mm-hmm. And you were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah. Like you thought it was the best thing ever. And that was just getting the DVDs delivered to your house. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. It's just like uh, people are more eased in to streaming movies. And I feel like with time, not forcing the players to like, it's streaming only. Can ah. I just say, though? Yeah. I still miss Blockbuster. Oh, yeah. We all miss Blockbuster. Well, that's the other point I was going to put down here. But let's let's get into that, actually. Okay. The way I feel about this, this is a like a weak segue. But you brought up like you miss Blockbuster. I do. And I think streaming video games, there's going to be a loss of experience here. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a loss of going into a brick and mortar store uh, like a GameStop or like a mom and pop store and just looking at the wall of games and just exploring like cover art. Yeah. You know, and talking to the employees. I understand I was a GameStop employee. I understand we can be annoying. I'm sorry for that. Mm-hmm. But having a conversation with a good human being, mm-hmm. you know, about gaming, that's the whole point of this con- uh, the, this podcast is 
having conversations yeah. with people about video games. Mm-hmm. But if we go into this streaming only, we lose kind of that experience of going out, going to a GameStop, talking with some of the employees or even some of the customers in there about like your video game experiences. I think we're going to lose that connection with streaming. Yeah. It's not permanently, but we're going to yeah. lose it as much as we did. Yeah. I mean, Blockbuster was out the second Redbox came up. Oh, yeah. But I still miss Blockbuster. I just need to have that moment. Mm-hmm. I miss Blockbuster. Cause, and yeah. that's the experience. Like, I remember, I mean, I've told you, you weren't, I don't think we were really dating by the time me and Lane stopped going to Blockbuster. Yeah. But me, but my best friend, Elena, would mm-hmm. come over every weekend. Friday mm-hmm. or Saturday, she'd sleep over or both. Yeah. <laughs> she kind of lived at my house on the weekends. Yeah. But we would, she'd come over. We would be like, all right, we're going to go to Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. We'd walk to Blockbuster. It was like probably three quarters of a mile from my house. Mm-hmm. We'd walk all the way there. We'd talk because we hadn't talked all week. We didn't have cell phones. Yeah. We, t- we hadn't talked all week. So we talked and we had fun and we would go to Blockbuster and we'd roam. And we had a big Blockbuster near my house. Mm-hmm. And we would roam the store. We'd get old movies. We'd get the new movies. New movies were more expensive to rent. But yeah. we had them. It was great. And we'd get we'd go into the pet store next door and walk mm-hmm. and see the puppies. And mm-hmm. we loved going to Blockbuster. There's an experience to it. It was. It was an experience. We got to, we went to Blockbuster every week. We rented videos. And then we get to do the whole thing again when we returned them. We got to walk and talk all over again Yeah. when we returned them. Versus now with digital distribution, I still, I think my fondest video game moment, besides the Gears 2 uh, release, because I went to the midnight release of that, uh, but when Halo 3 came out, like, I, that was one of my fondest moments because I remember running from my house, like, going to the GameStop, picking up my copy of Halo 3, and, mm-hmm. like, I just remember, like, putting on the counter, and I just remember seeing the cover art, and like paying the cashier and just like the mm-hmm. brightness in my eyes like i own this now yeah and i remember like excitingly walking home. i didn't sprint home because i'm i i didn't want to look like a weirdo like with a GameStop bag and just sprinting home like <laughs> sonic gotta go fast but i just remember just having that experience of like walking home like imagining what's going to be like and then like walking in putting into my xbox like after my mom gave me permission like not to do my chores like <laughs> Like, I already talked about yeah. it on the podcast that I walked in. My mom's just like, is that Halo 3? And I remember I had a responsibility to do. I can't remember what it was. I was like, yeah. She's like, you were really excited for that. I was like, I was. Go play it. No way. <laughs> so I ran upstairs, put it in my Xbox, and I started playing it. You're going to lose that experience versus, like, yeah. digital download now. Like, you pre-order it on Xbox. I still pre-order on Amazon. I still want the physical copy. I still want to go to yeah. my house. Open up the package. But even Amazon has stopped that going to the stores. Yeah, it has. Because like, you said, oh, people, you know, I think streaming is going to ruin that brick and mortar. But really, Amazon already took that over. Yeah, it did. You Or even online shopping. You can still do it on GameStop's online website. Yeah, you can. You know, you don't have to. And GameStop's really the only brick and mortar around mm-hmm. anymore. Unless if you live in a smaller town, like. Yeah. Or a more rural area like Lancaster that is has more mom and pop places that mm-hmm. are successful. Like even there's a if there's a streaming only game like there like there's a Netflix only movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's excitement but not as much. Yeah. Like Punisher season 2 is coming out pretty soon. I can't remember what the date is. I think it's like in 2 weeks or maybe less. But there's excitement. Like me and my cousin were talking about it and we're like, "Oh yeah, I'm super excited." 
but it's not the same excitement of like going to a midnight release to get a game. Yeah. You know, it's it's like that. I won't even say it's a rush. It's just an experience. Or even like what you said with Blockbuster. It's like it's going there. Like, let's say there's a Blockbuster exclusive. Like, you're just waiting and waiting. And then you're if you're a teenager, you're like sitting at school, like thinking about that. Going to Blockbuster with your friends. But with digital distribution, it's just kind of lost that sort of excitement. There's still excitement. Yeah. But then you're kind of just sitting there. Like, the only waiting is watching your TV and watching that loading bar. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, oh, you know, I got to wait. And it's just like instead of talking to people, you're just watching a loading bar. Yeah. You know, so there's there's excitement, but not in the same way. So I guess the way we feel is it's kind of like it's unarguable convenience for the game. Like we agree that like streaming games will be super convenient, just like streaming movies. It's convenient. Yeah. But you kind of lose that magic of traditional consoles. Yeah. Because, like, keep this in mind, that once it's streaming video games, it's going to be, like, a smart TV app. Much like Netflix, mm-hmm. that you have the app for, you're probably going to, what it's going to probably look like, especially with Amazon or Google, there will be, like, a USB stick that you stick in the back of your TV. Yeah. You have the controller that's connected to it. You go into the app and then you like start playing. Mm-hmm. So there's not going to be a console. It's going to be on your smart TV. Mm-hmm. It's going to be streamed to your TV. Mm-hmm. So minimalists like us are going to be like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, no yeah. consoles. But you just kind of lose that magic of having a console mm-hmm. and like turning it on. And and yes, PC players, I get it. Blah, blah, blah. We already had this. But think about this, PC players. The magic of building a PC with streaming, when you stream a game, you can stream it on a MacBook. Yeah. You know, it's you're going to lose the magic of building your PC, getting the right parts, putting in like so much RAM that you don't know what to do with. Yeah. You know, you're going to lose that magic of building a PC because it's not necessary. Yeah. Because all the hardware will be from the servers. Yeah. At, at the at the headquarters. Yeah. So you won't really need a really high end GPU. So even with streaming, you're losing that magic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's unarguable convenience. But I feel like we need to, like, have a conversation and say, like, how much more magic can we lose? Yeah. You know, I don't want to be like that old man with my kids, like, back in my day. Yeah, but we will. But we will. And it's just even with it's almost depressing. Like, I'm literally sitting here thinking about Blockbuster. Like, can we bring it back? Yeah. Like I miss Blockbuster. I think getting rid of I'm just gonna say I know we're talking about video games, but yeah. I'm gonna say getting rid of Blockbuster I think has ruined movie nights. It's mm-hmm. taken away the magic of movie nights. It really has. Like continuing. But like it's going with every kind of service. With mm-hmm. books, you don't open up a book anymore. You now I'm I'm no one to talk about this because I read all my books yeah, on I was Kindle. Say, I still open up books because I hate reading on screens. Yeah. But like Anybody says, like, I should lend you a book. I'm like, I'll just buy the Kindle edition. Um, but, like, I don't, you don't go to bookstores anymore. You you order on Amazon. Yeah. You don't go to Blockbuster anymore. You go on Netflix. And sooner or later, you're not going to have that magic of going to a brick and mortar store and buying a console. It's going to be a far off future. It's mm-hmm. not going to be this year or next year. Yeah. It might be 2022, yeah. 2023. But eventually, it's going to happen and it kind of sucks. You know, I I like that magic of going and buying a game, you know, instead of streaming it like a smug, (laughs) you know, 
And I think the kids today, and this is speaking from a youth pastor's perspective. Mm-hmm. So I deal with middle schoolers and high schoolers and just the way they act and not in the like behavior wise, because every teenager is annoying. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry to say every te- if you're listening to this and you're a teenager, I'm sorry, you're annoying. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I won't say that, but I already did. But they lose that magic. There's there's no real excitement for them. They're all no. everyone. Everyone's an introvert nowadays. Mm-hmm. Everyone doesn't want to go outside their house. Everything is right there in your own home. And you kind of lose that. Mm-hmm. I understand there's already introverts, but it seems like being an introvert is a fad nowadays. Yeah. You know, I, I, I want kids to go out. I want kids. I want kids to get in trouble again. You know? Yeah. Not like serious jailbreaking trouble. Well, but like, stay out past curfew. Yeah. Something. Like going Not to Not that I want to speak. I mean, I was a good at tissue, so it doesn't yeah. matter. But but like go out, go to these brick and mortar stores, go have memories, man. But yeah. with this whole streaming everything and everything's in your own household, what's the point? In fact, Warp Tour ended because kids aren't going to it anymore, you know? So it's just kind of not messed up and we're not angry about it. It's just kind of sad. It's a, yeah, it's sad. It's depressing for people who grew up doing those things. Like even though I was introverted growing up, I still have those memories with my best friend mm-hmm. going and doing silly things. Yeah. So I guess just how we feel is just we understand the convenience. We understand that's the future. We, we're not going to argue with it. Is the dog falling asleep? He's falling asleep and like tipping over. Yeah, he keeps tipping over. He's like, <laughs> I'm awake. <laughs> but we understand the convenience and we understand it's an inevitable, an inevitable future. We're not trying to fight it. Well, all we're trying, he's so sleepy, but all we're trying to say is that like, there's another piece of media that's losing the magic because of it's just in your house. Mm -hmm. And we need to really think about that. Is that something we really want? Mm -hmm. You know, I think we can end the conversation there. That is the most depressing ending to a podcast ever. But like we said in the beginning of this, we want you to continue the conversation. We, we understand we didn't touch everything in this because this is just the start of a conversation. Yeah. So go, go to your friends. Go to online. Tweet at us at Gaming Groceries. Let's start a petition to bring Blockbuster back. Mm, petition. Oh, my God. That would be so amazing. If I ever heard a story that Blockbuster coming back, I would go apply to be a manager there. Yeah, right. Uh, all right. Let's bring Blockbuster. Let's go. I'll help. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, just continue the conversation with your friends. So Or with us at Gaming Groceries. But... Uh, I think I'm going to start my own Twitter, like official Twitter. Uh, you can follow Liz. Um, what, what is your Twitter, Twitter handle? At uh, Journey First? Um, yes. Yeah. At Journey First. It has my name, like Liz. Yeah, Liz on there. But um, but yeah, it's at Journey First. Yeah. I, I do comment mostly about books, mm-hmm. but there are times I do talk about gaming and what's going on in my life. I'm trying to make it as much as like my regular used... Twitter, Twitter account because my other Twitter I really just use to keep up with my sisters. I don't post anything on that. Yeah, same. I might, but I post a lot on Journey First. So go at Journey First. Yeah, is mine. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably delete my personal one and then have like an official one so you can tweet me directly. Mm-hmm. If if you hate something that I said, it's like oh, tweet at him directly. And if you hate something I said or love what I said, <laughs> <laughs> you can. It's at Journey First. Yeah. So you can look out for that this week. I'll probably uh, put on an official like Adam from Games and Groceries Twitter account. Uh, 
But yeah, so tweet at us at Gaming Groceries. Uh, remember to follow us on Instagram. I'm putting up gaming memes all the time. Um, at, uh, it's just Games and Groceries, all one word. Uh, and uh, if you're listening to us, that's what I forgot to say. If you're listening to us on iOS, iHeartRadio, Spotify, whatever streaming service that you have, streaming service, podcast service that you're doing, give us an honest feedback. Give us a five-star rating, what your honest feedback is. And the more ratings that we get, the more attention we'll get to be on the front page. And the more attention we get from Anchor. Anchor, I know you're listening to this. I know you're monitoring every single podcast that goes on your platform. Come on now, put us on the featured page. You know you want to. But if you want them to feature us, tweet at them. At Anchor. Please put it on. Hashtag pretty please. <laughs> so we'd like to thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Uh, we'll see you next week. We're not sure. We have like three topics we're going to talk about next week. So we're going to decide between. And we're going to just uh, surprise you next week with what the topic is. So we'd like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. We hope you listen to next week's. Continue to listen to the previous episodes. We love you all for that. But thank you again. We love you. Have a good week. <laughs>